What's up? It's Sierra. Hey, it's Ebony. And And welcome welcome to the the Real Play Podcast. Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Real Play Podcast. It's Ebony. And of course, this is Sierra. And we are going to get into some different topics today. One of them being a subscriber reached out to us and they had a question. So I'm going to read it off and um, we can discuss after. So John says, sorry to go off topic, but since you're a woman, I want to hear your thoughts on something. Recently, I was working with a female coworker and I jokingly told a male coworker who's always picking on her that I challenged him to fight for her honor. Like he's gonna duel for her, Mm -hmm. I guess. He understood I was just playing around, but when I told her, even when using my joking voice, I think, she said she was flattered I would do this for her honor, but he was her boyfriend. I guess she sounded a little awkward as if she thought I was into her. I'm not. I don't want to acknowledge my interpretation I didn't want to acknowledge my interpretation of her interpretation so I casually said never mind I think and that I'm I'm stuck on the I think part but Mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to fight him claiming I felt violence was never the answer I think she said she understood I didn't actually mean the fight challenge long story short a conversation soon escalated into one that helped into one about how everyone is wrong at times. I said that she countered that I am just assuming and generalizing that. I made sure to sound competitive in this discussion and in a few other ones and we had so she wouldn't see me as her crusher but a casual debater, you know? Does it sound random or does it make sense? I also told her boyfriend in front of her I was never really going to fight him claiming I was a wimp. He said, you're good, dude. He never sounded threatened in the in the first place really still I'm kind of worried if I sounded like I was into her when I was playing when I was playful defended her from her boyfriend but I actually well hold on but I can't be sure she understood what do you think about what happened in her point of view (laughs) want to start at the top um yes so I know when we when you first you know gave me Mm -hmm the question and I read through it I personally was confused on what was happening um I read it twice and I still was like I don't really know what the question is so we can we're going to answer it from what we think was his question based off of our interpretation of what was sent if we are incorrect you said it was John yes I don't want to give his last name but that's fine yeah listener John um if this is not like if this response is not the response to the question you were trying to give us, please leave us a voice, a voice note, go on anchor, leave us a voice note or go on, um, send us a DM with a video and like, say it to us, the question and the situation again. But again, we're, we're, we think we everything know. she knows where, where you're trying to come from and what you're trying to ask. And so together we're going to give you a response. So yes. just want to do that disclaimer, John, thank you for submitting the, the scenario. Yes, thank you so much, John. And we're happy to answer. So um, the first part you said, so let's start there. Um, Sorry to go off topic, but since you're a woman, I want to hear your thoughts. 
thank you. You know, we're, we're going to try to give you our thoughts. So recently I was working with a female coworker and jokingly told a male coworker who's always picking on her that I challenged him to fight for her honor. Now, okay, let's stop there. Mm-hmm. Um, a male coworker, at that time, he didn't say boyfriend. So. I don't think he knew. Okay. okay. It sounded like he didn't know until he told her, hey, I challenged him to a duel. And she was like, that's my boyfriend. Cause she said a male coworker or he said a male coworker that's mm-hmm. always picking on her. Right. And then later on, he says, I told her. And she was like, oh, that's my boyfriend. So, so it's kind of weird that they didn't know that. <laughs> right. And, and maybe they wanted to keep it uh, low keys in the workplace. You don't really want to date in the workplace and let everybody mm-hmm. know. <laughs> don't date in the workplace. So that's the thing too. So I think that one, I would say, John, just based off your story, I'm kind of wondering, and you can answer us, DM us, how you choose to get back to us. Are you slightly interested in her? And you may not be, but the reason why I'm saying this is because anytime like you're, I won't say because you defended her that you're interested in her, but it seems like based on the whole message, and I'm gonna go back through because I just feel like you might be interested in her and you might be feeling a little slighted, like, dang, she um, she didn't, hasn't shown any kind of, like, maybe interest back. And that is her boyfriend, by the way. But maybe since you found out that was her boyfriend, you're kind of like, why was it? That's, that was not what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know. Let me, let me read again because I might have a different synopsis, okay? So... Um, so the boyfriend understood that John was just playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he told the girl, and let's call her Ashley, I don't, he never said her name. Ashley, um, said she was flattered. Mm-hmm. So let me make Which sure I would be. Oh, you trying to take up for me? Oh, thanks, boo. Oh let, oh, let me read that again to you, actually. He said... He understood I was just playing, but when I told her, even when using my joking voice, I think, so he thinks he was joking, using his joking voice. She said she was flattered. I would do this for her honor, but he was her boyfriend. So yeah, so she she did think it was flattering. I guess she sounded a little awkward as if she thought I was into her. I'm not. I didn't want to acknowledge my interpretation of her interpretation. So I casually said, never mind. And that I, I wasn't actually going to fight him, claiming I felt violence was never the answer. I think she said she understood. I didn't actually mean the fight challenge. Long story short, blah, blah, blah. So I guess, are you asking us, John, like, why she might have been a little offended? You know, okay, I'll say this. If she really does have a boyfriend in the workplace, and then someone who she she might talk to you all the time, casually have conversation, and you are almost coming in between her and her boyfriend, like her boyfriend's like, why is he saying he's going to defend you? It mm-hmm. is almost seemingly like you might have been interested, even if that was not your intention. I don't think you have to keep explaining yourself to people. I don't think you have to explain like, hey, that's not really what I was doing unless he was trying to really fight. Then mm-hmm. maybe you would explain like, hey, you know, I'm really not that into her. Um, I think 
don't really think it is a serious situation. I mean, if you're not interested in her, then that's fine. Um, I think you just keep working and going about your business. I don't, I don't have anything else to offer. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Not knowing exactly what the true question was. Like, do I think mm-hmm. about the scenario of should he feel some kind of way that, oh, she felt flattered at first and then she felt she needed to let me know that was her boyfriend to clearly make that boundary. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with her saying that's my boyfriend. Does that make her now think that he likes her? I wouldn't necessarily feel like just because if -hmm. someone sees me getting picked on all the time and they say, yo, haha, I'm going to battle you. I'm not going to be like, oh man, he likes me. Like, that's not going to be my first thing to come to my mind. So, um, I think it was cute to stand up for her because you don't mm-hmm. you don't know who the man is. And a lot of times things you see in the news where stuff's like really happening to women, like serious things getting beat up and all this stuff and men are just standing there watching it. And so if you thought that whoever this boyfriend was, not knowing it was her boyfriend, was being inappropriate and you just wanted to be funny and like, hey, you know, let him know, hey, you keep you can keep talking about her you keep joking on her but know that she got somebody in her corner if it comes down to it like I think that's cool so yeah I want, you, I want him to elaborate on what picking on means because I want to know like like give me an example of what he says to her because if that's your boyfriend like it could be a jokingly like mm-hmm. picking on but it also could be something serious it could be yeah so I would like to have an example of that but I think that, you know, as you presented the situation to us, I personally feel like you can just leave it alone. I mean, she has a boyfriend. You're not interested in her. It is what it is. And um, you can move on. But I will say that I have been in a place, um, and this is a couple of jobs ago, but I was working at this company and there was this guy who um was working he was he worked for a company but he was at our like conference right so he didn't exactly work for my company and so he uh would be around and I would see him and speak and stuff and you know I'm nice to all the customers and so this particular guy decided Mm -hmm. um we were talking about books anybody knows me that I'm really into books and so we were talking about a book one day and then the next conference day he came back and he handed me a book and he said hey this book is yours anybody that knows me I'm very leery on taking stuff from people I just it's just something in me that's like why why you been like why so I was like no I don't even know you um I'm not even gonna see you again so you can have your book like no I'm not gonna take it he was like no I'm giving it to you for free I wouldn't take the book um Mm. and so then later on that evening, he asked me, he was like, hey, would you want to go to the movies? Uh, our conferences ran late. So he asked me to go to the movies about 12 a.m. at night with him. Mind you, I don't know him. This is a work conference. And you asked me to go to the movie theater to look at movies with you. And I was like, absolutely not. I don't know you. I'm not going anywhere with you. I don't care if I feel comfortable because I'm in a work conference or not. It's just that sounds like a bad situation to me. Now, I will say he did have my phone number because we, with customers, I had a work phone. So you had my work number. Um, And I'm not sure how he actually got my personal cell phone number. Maybe I gave it to him before he started acting weird. Um, 
but he started acting really weird. So anyway, so he asked me to go out. I said no. The next day was the end of the conference. He came to my, he looked up my sessions and came to the last one. And there was nobody that came to my last session. And so I had a feeling that he would come for some reason. And so I told my coworkers, I'm like, come to this session so that if he shows up, I can have an excuse. So um, he ended up showing up and wanted me, like, me to train and teach him on something that he already knew was something really basic. And I was like, nobody's here. You know, I felt really awkward. I just kind of packed up my stuff and left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, he had my phone number. So he would like, he would leave voicemails on my phone. He would call my phone. I had to ha- put him in my phone as do not uh, answer so that I wouldn't mistakenly pick up his call. He still like, and then I forgot that I had a do not answer, like why I had a do not answer. So one day I picked up and- um, That's mistake number one. You put do not answer know, for a reason. You don't even need to remember it, why. <laughs> I know it was so long. I was like, who in the world is this? And it was him. Uh, and so I had to actually put, like, take it off so that I, when I see his name, like, I know it's him. Uh, and I guess I could block him too. But he has called me even recently. <laughs> like, no lie. I didn't answer, of course, but it's just weird. I'm like, why are you still calling me? He's reached out to me, like, on LinkedIn, tried to ask me, like, do I know any jobs that he could, like, just... It's weird. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. What was it about him that made you not even want to deal with him? Is it because you met him at a conference? Cause you said you guys had a good conversation the day before about books. And then the mm-hmm. next day he, to me, that showed he listened. And that's why me and my fiance got together when we did back a couple of years ago, our first date, I told him, I love painting. I love arts and crafts. He took me to art jam on, on Connecticut Avenue. I'm like, Whoa you really paid attention to what I said. So he was showing interest from that first, after that first conversation. So what made mm-hmm. you not want to talk to him even to begin with before he started acting weird well, and a, being like stalkerish? definitely was not my physical type. So I'll just say that. Uh, but he came off strong from the gate. Uh, and I don't want to tell y'all like his nationality because then it's going to sound like I'm trying to be, say something about people, but um he just came on very strong from the beginning so and I was trying to be like really nice because he's a customer like so that was that's probably my fault for being like you know too nice I guess I mean I don't really know if I was too nice but um I don't know what I could have done differently in that situation I mean at this point I could block his phone number um block him from LinkedIn I think this I almost said this he even followed me on Snapchat I need to like, like literally, I try to like, I don't think he's stalkerish to the where he would like pop up to where I am type of thing, but then I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, you know, I don't know. And how many years ago was this? Oh God, it was like a lot. It was like four or five years ago. No, I would say like three to four years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that seems like he... He's really trying and maybe he's a dad of very persistent. I'm like, you can't catch a hint because it ain't even a hint. Like I've said that I'm not interested. Oh, well, if you straight up said, I'm not interested in dating you, you were a customer or, you know, you're not my type. 
and you really don't want to talk to him, just say that one more time and then just block him on everything. I mean, I don't believe in blocking, but if it seems, it seems like he's following you on everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Cause at first I thought it was a, Oh, cause we were talking about workplace and he was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't talk to him cause he's a customer and I don't, I don't mix business with anything like that. But if it's just, you know, you just weren't interested. Cause it seemed like he, he tried and he did. I mean, I probably would have, I would have taken a book out. I'm like, Oh, you want to go to the movies? I don't remember what book it was. Honestly. I'd have been like 12 is kind of late, but what about tomorrow? We can go midday. We can skip a couple, you know, don't nobody really go to a conference and go to all their sessions. Like that's not what we do. I, so, I, had, to train. I had to be there. Cause I have to train. Like, it is not like I was just joining the sessions and sitting and listening. It was like I was hosting and training, like leading these sessions. So it wasn't like, like he was a customer coming in to listen, to get our expertise. Mm-hmm. So, so it wasn't. Okay. Wasn't I get it. So in your case, you wouldn't be able to do it in the middle of the day, but you mm-hmm. could have, if you were interested, you could have done it. You could have asked for a different time, but you just weren't interested in him at all at the time. And he hasn't got the hint over the past few years with you not responding and not answering his phone calls so I think that comes to there comes the point where you do have to protect your own peace and if he's still doing it you might have to hit the block button on all your social medias and your phone numbers and your LinkedIn and all of that yeah I mean I mean I I block people but I, I honestly try not to but it I don't know I don't know he he definitely I don't I don't and the thing is about him is I don't remember until he calls me it could be like a year and then I'll get like a random phone call or like six months in a random phone call and what did you talk about the time that you did answer the phone I don't I feel like the last time I actually talked to him on the phone oh actually because I was going to lie and say the two times before that he was coming to South Carolina. So he knew I stayed in South Carolina. He was coming through to Georgia. I didn't live in Atlanta at the time. And he wanted to stop by and see me. So he kept calling and calling to try to get me to see him on his way down. That was one time. I moved here, right? Mm-hmm. He somehow, I didn't remember he followed me on LinkedIn. He called me and was like, hey, I noticed that you moved to this area. Now I'm in the area that he you know, living and was like, hey, do you know any like jobs or anything that, you you know, I might be interested in to try to get my foot in the door? Not my job. I don't know nothing. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it was work related when he called mm-hmm. you. Last he specifically time. also wanted to know about like my, co- yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So what I think you... <laughs> I mean, sometimes people be putting your life for a reason. You don't think at all that you would want to give him one date to see if he's really, no man. he could be, he could be your person and you don't even know. Well, I guess I missed out. <laughs> <No> <laughs> <man>. <laughs> well, he's probably like, oh, dang, she done moved up here. It's meant to be. It's not. Don't, don't, don't play yourself. It's not. <laughs> Well, who knows? He could be listening to this right now since you said he follows you on everything. <laughs> well, your your pages, are, your page is open. That's true. <laughs> your, your podcast is open. So, hey, friend. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so 
um, have you not thinking about him? Have you ever mixed or tried to date somebody that worked in your company or in a sister company or something like that, where it kind of was like mixing business with pleasure? Absolutely not. I haven't ran across anybody fine that I work with to be like, we should, we should connect. No. Ever? Mm-mm. Would you work with a whole bunch of old people? Yeah, and yeah. And what? He's about to say something. <laughs> I, work, I work in tech mostly, uh, have worked in tech mostly. So it's more old. I've always worked with like older people. I mean, you know, unless you count like college with retail jobs. But other than that, I always work with like people older than me. Mm. Even at the conferences? Even at the conferences? I'm trying to figure it out. Because yeah, I know a lot was- of young, like, tech people, engineers, developers, stuff like that. And I'm like, I see them all the time. And they're my age, maybe a little bit younger, definitely um, definitely older. But I've seen the rainbow of ages. That's why well, I'm like, you need to where they, where they go, right? Where they're located. Because I've been to other conferences outside of my job at the time. And I was going to other conferences. Nope. Been to Vegas, been to Chicago. Mm. yeah we need to get you to to look up some what is it hashtag black it black male it people or something (laughs) like they're definitely out there so that's i'm like i see plenty of people like even today (laughs) it was today i just got to work and i'm sitting there and i hear a knock on the door and i'm like is that somebody at the door because it's like we're in a we're in the back so i'm like maybe i'm tripping because it was a very faint knock. Then I heard again, I was like, did anybody else hear that? They're like, no. I'm like, no, I know I got good ears. Let me go look. And I opened up the door and (laughs) it was this officer and two other people from security. They're like, oh yeah, we need to come in here and check for this phone. I was like, okay, come on in. (laughs) So um, yeah, like they don't work in my specific office, but I was just like, oh, he's kind of, even with his mask on, like you could tell, like even you could tell under the mask was going to be right. Um, I was like, oh yeah, come on in. <laughs> and I let him in and I went back to my desk and mind my business. Um, but yeah, I was about to say, there's like a lot of different, like you may be in IT, but there might be somebody who's in somewhere else within your company, like the business side. Like you might. Well, use- I think because I work from home, <laughs> I work from home with my last job. I work from home. I worked in the office maybe a year maybe a year and then Mm. now I work from home so I haven't had and then my job before that everybody was older so yeah I haven't had many experiences where I'm actually like in the building running into a whole bunch of people so okay that gives me some more questions so since you do work from home and you've been working from home pre-covid years Mm -hmm. before covid even started do you feel that you are missing out on the office experience or do you feel that you would be um like able to meet more people and enjoy the camaraderie of being with actual like people you know engaging with people in real life um because you've been teleworking for so much of your career okay so I would have if you would have met me two 
almost I've been here almost three years so next year will be like three years in March so three years ago if you would ask me this I would have said absolutely like I want to see what it is to like work in an office that's another reason why I took the current job that I have um but immediately I regretted it I hate working in an office it's too much for me I'm I'm very, when I work in like tunnel vision, I like to have all my music. I'm used to being able to do what I want, but as long as I get like my work done, like I'm more like focused. And I noticed that in the office, it's really distracting. People like to like talk and like, I be, I just, I don't know if it's pressure with myself, but I feel so much pressure to like get my work done. And I don't want to ever get on a call and they're like, hey, Ebony, did you finish blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, oh my like I didn't, I wasn't able to do, I mean, obviously I'm human, so I'm not going to, I'm going to make mistakes, but I prefer working from home. And even after, thank God, the pain, not thank God, since the pandemic happened, I really recognized that I really enjoy working from home and I will never go back into someone else's office. Wow. For, for me. Now I do, I would still like to meet people. Like I still probably would like to go to conferences or visit, you know, but still come back to my, my, my home and like meet people and do different things. But I like working from home. So for your total career, how many years did you actually work in an office? <laughs> that was my first time working in an office. So one. Oh, wow. um, but my, the, the job that I had prior to my first ever job, I had to go, it was kind of like a house setting, but I had to go in there every day. Um, mm-hmm. So technically I, I saw my coworkers every day for that. So that was, I worked there for like three and a half years. So but you for, said it was a house setting? Mm-hmm. So I worked in like a re- residential living facility. That's like with people with disabilities. That's like my first job that I had. Um, I was um, helping like four individuals and then I became like the supervisor. So I managed two houses. So I have to go back and forth between the houses. Um, and you worked in the house all day, the eight hours a day? Not necessarily, um, depending on what I was doing, but yeah. Okay, so you would not count that as working in the office? Yeah, I, I, well, I guess I would count that as working in the office since so three, that was three and a half years. So let's say four and a half years is the experience I have working in office. Okay. And like seven in work from home. Mm. I just, can't, I, I can't, I cannot, cannot imagine working from home. Like I am going to do it tomorrow, but not on a regular basis. And I have been in multiple offices. So when I started my career, every year I rotated to another office. Every office has a different culture. Even though we're in the same organization, every office is different. And I know you're like, you know, you like the tunnel vision. Some people are like that. Like they'll put on their headphones, their ear pods, listen to their music and just do their work. Like you don't talk to them. Then there's the ones that want to come over. Like Rodney want to come over every morning and talk like for 20 minutes. Like Rodney, I got to do, I got, and I'm on my computer, like typing up an email. Uh-huh, I'm listening to, like I'm listening. But at the same time, I got stuff to do. So you never know what type of culture you're going to get until you're there. But I definitely enjoy being around people. I like when we have the birthday celebrations, the anniversary for being at the um, the job, the 
the happy, the random happy hours after work. And yeah, I like to have people come to my desk and just sit and talk. So I, I can't see myself and I am an, an extrovert mostly. I can't see myself wanting to be at home. Like I would lose focus at home. Cause I'm like, no, nah, I need somebody. I need to be ignoring somebody while I'm doing my email. Like I need to, I want to be typing and I want someone to ask me a question. I answer the question and then go back. Like I need, I need in human interaction. So <laughs> I, um, I commend you for enjoying the telework life. A lot of people do enjoy it, mm-hmm. but it's, I know. But I get enough interaction. Like it's literally, I talk to my coworkers all day long. Like, like even with my work from home job, we're chatting, talking. Like, so I don't feel that's, like I'm. That's different. You know, that's different. It is so, it's not the same Skyping, chatting someone as standing in front of them and feeling their energy and hearing the tone in their voices and going and walking to the food truck together. Just like now we're in the pandemic, people were going crazy because they're everything is virtual now. Yeah, I think so with my last job, I kind of had the best of both worlds because I did work from home, but we had a lot of like conferences and meetings where we would have to go in person. And so most of my coworkers, we never had any issues with each other because we never see each other. And then when we do, it's a meeting or a conference and it's all fun. So I had I like that, like sporadic. (laughs) But even now, I'm just like, "Mm, I don't need to see you. You don't need to see him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, for any of the listeners, like if you're teleworking or if you're working in the office, let us know, you know, your thoughts on if I know a lot of people who have left the workforce now because they don't want to work in the office anymore, more of fear of COVID and they don't want to work in the office. They want a a job that'll give them telework 100% and they found jobs that can do that. And it was like, I'm out, deuces. Um, but yeah, let us know which one you're doing. Do you want to, do you like to mix it up? Do you, would you rather go all in on one or the other? Um, what are the pros and cons? Um, yeah. Yeah. I I think you will find some cuties at your job. If you go into the office, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) I will say that the, the same work from home job that I had, that I had when I moved here, well, that I have, it's not work from home anymore, but I still work from home two days out of the week so Monday and Friday some most of the time not all the time because sometimes they would make us come in so I still had the best of both worlds I just prefer it's for me I just learned I maybe I got used to it too mm-hmm. working from home that it was just like oh this second nature <laughs> take me back <sighs> so I definitely learned that I do not I don't want to be in nobody's building for for an extended period of time um however I do want to talk about one thing that happens when you work from home that is very realistic is burnout which is another reason why I chose to move here because I was feeling burned out I had moved to Atlanta I didn't really know a lot of people and so when I moved here for your uh, point like I thought I'm going to office I'll meet a whole bunch of people I'll get out more and I did go out a lot and I did meet people, but I also think that I still like working from home. And so, um, but you do have to create boundaries with your job because, you know, and with yourself and with your coworkers about, I need to take a break. 
I, everybody get 15, 30, another 15, like I need to uh, silence. Because a lot of times you can sit at a computer for eight straight hours, not move, not go to the bathroom, and then they still want more. So I'm at the point where like I have to take some time off because I start to feel like exhausted, mm -hmm. tired, not really like there because it's just too much stimulation or or trying to like it's trying to squeeze blood out of a turnip like trying to get I can't be creative I can't think of anything because all I do is like am doing this one little thing mm -hmm. uh, or work so I think burnout is real and so trying to like set a routine and have a morning routine a night routine also break the monotony like it can't be always the same over and over it's a lot mm -hmm. but I do enjoy not having to drive back and forth in traffic for an hour so <laughs> give and take right 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 I, I know the traffic can really be a deterrent mm -hmm. which is why I'm thankful I bought my house 10 minutes from work <laughs> oh nice that was done on purpose because mm -mm. I stopped doing traffic back in 2009 no, 2010, I got my first apartment and that was 15 minutes from work. And ever since then, I've just been getting closer awesome. and closer and closer. Yeah, that's I don't do the traffic. Not, mm -mm. Mm -mm. not in this I feel, area. I feel like here, um, they don't really, here in Atlanta, they don't care about you or your feelings when it comes to traffic. Mm -mm. They don't. Um, I, will, I do want to know some techniques, like if any of our followers are listening, you have any like work from home techniques or special things that you have to do if you work from home or any um ideas i'm interested to know ideas on um like work from home like um oh if you work from home like maybe set a timer or um take a walk midday things like that oh so like things to relax you mm -hmm. okay yeah. Or uh, better, like, or more efficient. Like, maybe, um, I mean, I have two monitors, but I was going to say maybe, like, have two monitors instead of one or, you know, different things like that. Okay. Yeah. Give us some tips on how to be more productive working from home. Um, Work harder, not smarter. Not smarter, not harder. I said, I'm about to say that's definitely not what I do. Girl, no. <laughs> Harder, not harder. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I can see my face. I was like, <laughs> what you talking about? Talk about Craig. Um, <laughs> yes, but I do want to say that burnout is real, regardless of if you're in the office or outside of the office. I agree. Because work nowadays, these businesses, these agencies, small mom and pops, like they want so much. And I think you know, everybody wants to be successful. If you're for profit, you want to make that money. If you're a federal agency, you want to make sure that you're doing what you're, the government is giving you money to do. But the one thing that I think sometimes supervisors forget, and that's one thing that I try to always do for my people is they forget about the people. Mm -hmm. They forget that we're going through things too. Yes, it's a whole pandemic. Yes, you still want these things to get done. But at the same time, you got to go check on your people. Can't if something be taskmasters. Huh? Yeah. They can't I, be task, like masters. Like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like 
the reason why I got along so well with all of my specialists is because I would check on them. Okay, there was a hurricane in Puerto Rico. One of my guys is from Puerto Rico. Hey, how is your family doing? Have you heard from them? Oh yeah, I heard from them. The power has still been out. It's been this many days. Like I just checked. Like Mm -hmm. from that, like we still talk. My birthday comes. Him and his wife bought me some star crunches for my birthday. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like birthday. Oh no, not not this birthday. This was last year. But yeah, thank you. (laughs) I wanted to bring it up on the podcast anyway. So I was like, oh, she already said it's a happy early birthday. Oh yeah, it's early birthday. This was last year, but they knew that I like star crunches. And then like when other things happened in my life, like they were there. And like, even with the whole Black Lives Matter, Mm -hmm. I know that I had four females working for me that were of African-American descent and two individuals that were females that were white and then the Puerto Rican guy. And I text all of them because I'm like, look, all of us are being touched, whether you're white, black, Puerto Rican, we're all dealing with the stress of a pandemic and the racism that's going on in the world. Just check like, hey, how are y'all doing? I know you guys are probably watching the news. A lot is going on. Just know if you need anything, I am here. You can call, you can talk, you can text. They all responded, thank you, I'm good. But at least they knew that it was a truly an open door. Don't tell me mm-hmm. you have an open door for me but you, the door just looks cracked. Like you telling me that that's just a crack. You have to let me know that it's open. You have to let me know that I can truly come to you and that you even care about me as a human. And I love my people. And they were so sad when I left the office. I'm like, y'all, I'm sorry, but I got to go. Let me ask you a question. Um, Being in a leadership role, how do you think showing um, support without, the the question I'm trying to ask is, what advice do you have for those like to not show empty support? Cause you know, like job to right. like, come, come talk to me. And then you go and you talk, discuss the issue with them. And then it falls on deaf ears. Like how do you mediate, especially when the time where it's the pandemic, people are burned out, people are overwhelmed and not feeling heard. Um, I know you said you check in, that's the way, mm-hmm. but how do you make it feel like your support is not empty. Like, okay, if you tell me something that I will actually be able to like mediate or help you with, with this issue. Um, I think it's you develop the relationship from the start. So when my people first come, I give them a form that says all about me. It asks them their favorite color, their favorite sweets, their favorite book, band, you name it. So when their birthdays come around or if something comes around, I'll get them something off of there so that they know, like, I'm trying to build a relationship with you. I'm trying to know what you like. I'm going to start conversations. Oh, you like soccer? Sat down with Matthew. So tell me about soccer because your girl don't play soccer. That's one sport I played. Everything except for soccer and volleyball. Because one, I wasn't wearing them shorts. And two, I was not running up and down the field. So other than that, I'm not playing. I'm not doing volleyball shorts and I'm not running for soccer, but I did. Um softball I did track I did bowling I did uh golf basketball like I've been on teams you know (laughs) so I sat there I talked to him about it talked to him asked him how he was doing you check in with them on a regular basis just walk around and just have regular conversation with them so they know that they that you see them as a person and not just as a worker so when something huh number 582 the person yeah yeah. So like, I can tell you what my people like. 
I can tell you if they would rather me give them a time off award or a cash award because their preference, they like to take vacation or they want more money because they're buying a house or paying for a wedding or renovating a whole basement right now. Like I can tell you that because I've taken the time to get to know my people. And a lot of people get thrown into managerial positions without really wanting them. Um, and then you're quickly trying to figure out your way. There are courses, but at the same time, like nothing, you really can't be a good manager if you don't have a relationship with your people. Mm -hmm. So I think that's all you can do. You have to, from the start, have build true, genuine relationships where they can see you as a person and they know you see them as a person. And in that way, it doesn't make it awkward or hard to have a conversation. And I know like, even if it's something I can't help them with, like if it's something serious, I know the different organizations within the agency that I can say, let me refer you to these people. Let me refer you to this group because that's outside my wheelhouse. I'll be on the email if you want me to email them for you and CC, like I'll be there, but I can't tell you exactly about adoption because I don't know, but I'm happy you want to be, you want to adopt and you're asking me questions or if you're grieving, I can tell you how to get to the, the counselors at the agency. I'll give you the time off as much time that you need to go to the, the counselors because it's on work time. I'll, if you need to be off for more days during the week just to be off, like I understand because I've been there. So it's all about relationships. And that's how I think you can mm -hmm. tell who's the real good leaders because they've taken the time to build the relationships and then their people don't feel like they're working as hard. I think they that's a you presented some some great tips like anybody that's listening and I didn't I never thought about the about me like getting to know them that way I could email it to you like I I have sent this out to other people because when I went to leadership classes and they're like what do you do I was like I do this and they're like oh my gosh send that to me I'm like this is the most basic thing that you can do is when the first day they come and I say fill this out put your name on it and put your birth day not the year because I, I mean, I already can figure out how old you are. I'm like, I can look at all your stuff, but I'm not going to, I don't want to know the year because some people are older than me that I, that I am a supervisor for. So I'm like, fill this out and I'll use it throughout the year. Not even just for birthdays. I'll do it like, oh, I always give them gifts for random holiday. Not random. They get an Easter gift. They get a Christmas gift. They get an end of fiscal year gift, which is September. Um, whatever I'm feeling like, like, oh, here, hey. And it's nothing big. I'll go to the Dollar Tree and get them like some candy. Like here, I know you like this, or really I'm getting it for myself, but I don't want to look greedy. So I'll bring some to the office from everybody, but then I give my group a little special because then they, they work harder for you when they think mm -hmm. that you like them. And I mean, not that I'm saying I don't like them, but like when they know that you like them and that you care for them and that they can come to you and that you appreciate their work. Millennials, we need to be told we're appreciated, mm -hmm. that our work is valued. You can't just think we're gonna be a slave and work eight hours a day, nine hours a day, do all this output and we have nothing to show for it but a regular paycheck. Everybody get a paycheck. Correct. Tell me thank you. Really, that's all you have to do. Like, just tell me thank you and I feel special. And so I was, that's my way of telling them thank you. And I know you can't always just buy people, mm -hmm. but I do that and then I send them thank you Thursday e-cards on their in email, like little, just little things. People like the little things. The little so, things. If you're a supervisor, you can do so much just by trying to make a relationship. Yes. And I think I'll, I'll do one thing. When I was a supervisor, this is many, I was 23 child managing people way older than me. Um, one of the things I did is I wouldn't 
ask them to do anything that I hadn't done or they hadn't seen me do because I want to present like, okay, I can get in the trenches with y'all and I can work as just as hard as you. So if I'm asking you to do something, it's not because I think I'm above you. It's, it's your job and mm. I've done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, That's good. Cause there's some things that I ask my people to do that I can't do anymore because <laughs> there's new systems and new processes and I've way past that level. So they'll be like, Oh, can you help me with this? Unfortunately, I cannot because we weren't doing paper lists when I was a specialist. So you know who you can reach out to here, go to this person on our team or go to that person on our team, because I'm not about to make myself look crazy. And I'm not about to go back and learn something that I've already bypassed, but I'm also not going to be like, oh no, I can't help you go figure it out. Like I'll send them to my best specialist that I know would be able to easily teach them, or I'll go online and send them the, the SOP like here. Here's the SOP on how to do it. If you have any questions, go ask X. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can help you with anything else. I'll review it when you're done to see if it's accurate, but I can't do it in the system because I've never done that. But they, they trust that I'm not just, like you said, I'm, yeah, I'm not just doing something like, oh, well you do it because Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it. So yeah, I think we've both done the same thing. But I definitely, there's certain processes I'd be like, uh, <laughs> like, why you keep asking me? First of all, stop asking me because I don't know how to do that. Yeah. But I, I do try to get in the trenches because those are the ones, those are the people that you look at like, wow, he mm-hmm. really did. Like when I was a specialist, like, oh, he's a whole division chief and he's over here doing little modifications and ordering stuff, little purchase orders right now because he knows all his specialists are busy. That's what's up. Get yeah. in the trenches. Now, yeah. Everybody doesn't know how to do that or that do that. And I remember um, this girl that I used to supervise um, and actually a couple of people reached out to me as I, when I left and I had someone reach out to me and I hadn't supervised them in 10 years, 10 years, I'm 33, 10 Mm -hmm. years. And they were like, Hey, how's everything going? Like checking in. Um, But anyway, a couple of people reached out and they were like, we didn't know how good we had it when you were here. Like Mm -hmm. the next supervisor was nothing like you and I'm like you know mm. and little me I mean 23 is also very hard to go like it's just ideas and principles that I already had but I feel like some things are innate and then some things you definitely have to learn on mm-hmm. the job yeah and I think I do think being in leadership positions a lot of it mm-hmm. ends up being I don't want to say it's all learned because it's stuff that you already have inside of you. You're just mm-hmm. learning the right way to use it per person. Yes. You can't use the same method on everybody because not everybody is going to react the same way. So you have to learn, okay, so for this type of worker, I need to be this way for this mm-hmm. type of worker. But don't get me wrong. There's been some workers where there's nothing you can do. <laughs> like <laughs> they're do. counting down the days till they can leave. And you're sitting there like, oh, how do I get them to do work? You can't, they're grown adults. If they don't want to do the work, you can't make them. You really can't. So you're sitting there like, okay, this is really going to suck, but now I've got to delegate some work because this person's yeah. not going to do it. Also, I do it like, don't burn out your heart as workers too. You know how, like you said, you have some workers maybe at the job that doesn't want to do anything or may not do something the way you like. So you you might go to someone else and say, hey, can you do it? But that person already has a heavy workload. That, that would be my, one of my pieces of advice to supervisors. Like, don't burn out your toughest soldiers because 
they'll leave your or they'll leave your organization Mm -hmm. like I did (laughs) sure did I did I was definitely overworked and undervalued but it's okay I'm enjoying my new job for the next six to eight months and we'll see what happens after that but yes definitely don't and I think that's one thing about black women is that we feel like we have to go above and beyond we feel like we have to work so hard and we have to prove ourselves and we do such a great job they're like oh well we'll give her more we'll give her more and next thing you know it's like dang I should have told him to stop giving me so Mm -hmm. much work because I know I'm great at what I do but at this point I really don't have the bandwidth for anything else like I really for me I had like I knew I was overworked but when all the specialists in the office not even on my team are like how are you not having a nervous breakdown I'm like I don't know because I'm not taking it serious I mean I'm taking it seriously I'm getting it done but I'm not internalizing it like once Mm -hmm. I leave after my eight hours like I don't think about this stuff till I walk in and I kept getting later and later I was like getting in at 9 30 9 45 next you know I'm getting there at 10 like I'll get here when I get here y'all see me when y'all see me because y'all just gonna keep piling work on um and even my supervisor was like yeah we know you got a lot of work but you're doing a great job and yeah you know work, work, but you're not trying to to delegate this or you help out with any of this you know and it's the thing, it's like, they know who they can go to, who's mm-hmm. going to get it done. They know who they trust that's going to get it done. And it's great to be that go-to girl. But when it ain't great. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you have to advocate for yourself. But then it's a sticky situation. Do you say, mm-hmm. hey, I have a lot right now. Can we, can we figure out a way to have somebody else help out? Blah, 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 blah. Because then you're like, oh, wait, is that going to affect my promotion? Does it look like I'm not able to handle the workload? Are they testing me to see if I can handle it? And if I can't handle it, then I'm not ready for the next level up. Like it's, it's a, it's a mind thing. Mm -hmm. Like they're playing with, they're playing with your mind and it's really hard to come to the right um, point. That's going to work for you. But for me, it was like, I did everything they said. And when they didn't promote me, I was like, Oh, on to the next, let me go try this little job on the side real quick. Um, But yeah, would I have done anything differently? Would I've advocated for myself? still probably wouldn't have because you I don't know if it really matters right right if it really matters because I mean you advocate for yourself like I've made jokes at work like oh haha like okay I'm done with that yay you know I know I'm gonna get more work and dump a whole bunch of more work and I'm like you know uh so you really can't say anything because it's like this is job security this is their expectation but at the same time and then it's also like what someone views as a heavy workload versus you like someone someone might be like that's not that much and then you know because they might not know everything that you are doing either so Mm -hmm. yeah but I I definitely think that to wrap this up working from home working in the office feeling burned out is also a pandemic um I know that my, we had this meeting at my job and they were just saying how, um, you know, everybody's been taking all of this stuff and stress. People have been laid off. Um, mm-hmm. People, not and not at my specific job, but people have been laid off uh, in general because of the pandemic. Um, people have been, uh, there's shortages because I work for a healthcare tech company. So there's shortages in healthcare, um, they they mentioned nurses specifically in that too, um, that there is a shortage. And I know like they also talked about like 
certain jobs you would get like you can go and be a consultant and get paid like three times as more as you get paid working for a hospital so now hospitals are um getting shortages or or finding themselves in a shortage because they can't afford to pay some of these people um what they're getting elsewhere and then um if you're a travel nurse you get paid you know three four times the amount that you would normally get paid too so you know nurses are making bank however there's a lot of people that's quitting too because it's COVID, I'm at risk, I am having my patients, you know, I'm at risk and now I go home to my family and now my family is at risk. I've had a, um, a coworker who's a nurse and she was doing more like, she was in this like leadership role mm-hmm. and she stepped down and went back to the bedside because she was just like, it, I was burnt out. Like I was overworked. Um, granted she wasn't really this is like the opposite of what I'm saying but she went back because it was like three she was working three days instead of you know five or seven or putting in all those hours and so I think people are making choices what's best for them but I brought all that up to say is I want to talk about the shortage in um, New York that's going to be happening in New York because of this hospital Uh, You probably know more information about it than I do, but um, from what I read, they, if the nurses don't get the vaccine, then they will not have a job. And they, and they said tomorrow, right? So I'm confused. So I'll pull it up right now, but it actually was Monday. I thought the the deadline to have your, to be fully vaccinated, which means the two weeks after the last shot um, of whatever version you get, um, if you don't have that, then you would not be able to be employed. So, and the federal government is doing the same thing. You have until November 22nd to be fully vaccinated or risk your job. Um, it's not a choice anymore. It's not a, you can get vaccinated or you can get the weekly test or the daily test, negative test. No, it's none of that. It's, there's no choice anymore. You go get vaccinated or you don't work, which to me is, I see both sides. My mom is in healthcare. She is a nurse practitioner for over 40 years. So of course she's got a lot to say <laughs> watching the news. Um, and she's actually getting calls from states that she hasn't, has never in her life worked in asking her, you know, we're going to, uh, what is it? We're going to certify you in this state because we need you to work. She right now does telework for um, the state of Arizona, telemed. She doesn't live in Arizona. (laughs) She lives in North Carolina, but she's here in Maryland and she's gonna set up and take patients virtually because they need people. And I heard that people whose licenses have expired, they're gonna renew them so that they can bring them back because they need the nurses. They need the nurse practitioners. They need the doctors. Like it's expired. And for the medical field, for those of y'all, a lot of you probably know, you've got to constantly stay up to date. You've got to take Mm -hmm. multiple certifications. You've got to take classes because things change so much. You don't want to be telling somebody they've got X, Y, and Z. And then there's this whole new strain of something that you don't even know how to treat because you didn't read what came out last year. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of crazy. I think most of those people are going to be doing more of the easier things such as, you know, diagnosing strep throat or, you know... UTIs virtually, because that's something that you can easily kind of do. But 
it makes me think about, okay, they're asking these people to come back because they're getting ready to fire people who were heroes last year. People used to stand outside in New York and bang on pots every night to thank all of the, the first responders and all of the nurses who are who were in the trenches when it started and we didn't know what was going on. I don't know if you've seen those videos. They were pretty emotional. They would stand outside their doors or some of them didn't even have doors. They were just standing out the, out the, hanging out the window, banging. And I'm like, okay, they went from heroes to villains because they don't want to get a COVID vaccine. That's one thing. But at the same time, if you work in a hospital in a doctor's office, you're constantly going to be bombarded with- germs and bacteria and everything so you already take a lot of vaccines you already get a lot of shots for everything because that's part of your job so why are you not doing it now why are you so against it when it's something you've done your whole career and it's not something new to you so it's like I see both I would offer a different perspective because you know I I work closely with health care and I have to take whatever they take you know mostly not everything um, and so I think that, you know, when jobs tell you this thing is not mandatory, we cannot make it mandatory, it won't be mandatory. And then all of a sudden one day it's, hey, this is now a mandatory thing. It's kind of like, why, why am I just hearing this? And I know for instance, my job made it mandatory for us, I think November the 2nd, but they didn't tell us until like September. And then they sent the message maybe like two, three weeks later and was like, hey, um, basically had us sign something to um, say that we had at least the first dose of the vaccine, but it wasn't due until the 22nd. So like if they were like fast paced, like, okay, well, if you don't have it, we got to know that you don't have it. So I don't know if there's federal laws like in the background saying like, hey, because I haven't done my due diligence, dive into things yet so I'm not sure if it's like okay the federal law states that everyone who works for this type of company has to have their vaccine I can see them moving from for that way but I also I don't work around people so for me I do feel like in other it it depends on the circumstance um I do agree you know you want to keep people safe but I also feel like what happened to like my body, my choice? Does that not apply when it comes to a vaccine? Because I know a lot of people that's not uh, like trying to take the flu shot, but you know, or hasn't haven't talked about the flu shot. It's just it, a flu can kill you too. So I'm I'm a little I just am a little I want to know like because I haven't studied like vaccine history, but is this the case for all vaccines in history that they they start to make them mandatory to where you can't even work unless you take them? Because I'm scared, like, what's going to come next? That's the only thing for me. So I don't know of anything specifically that you can't work, um, like a regular person, like not talking medical. Like the flu vet, okay. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know of anything like that. I know there's certain schools that won't take kids if they don't have certain certain vaccines but what mm-hmm. i will say is they're changing the federal acquisition regulation that will require contractors to be vaccinated in order to get a contract and to work on a federal contract and biden has said federal government which is a large percentage of workers 
especially in the, the, the DMV area, the majority of the workers do work at some federal agency. Mm-hmm. You have to have it by November 22nd. Or you can have a, what is it? A religious or health a religious or health exemption but today is september 29th and they have not passed out any information that says what can be those possible exemptions so you don't even know how to fill out you don't know if you can Mm -hmm. even can you be anything and if you look at the dates you have to take the first shot by october 18th because it has to or be the 11th depending yeah. on mm-hmm. depending on which one so if you're getting i think pfizer it's the first one has to be by november um, october 11th if you're getting moderna it has to be by october 18th if you get johnson johnson you got more time because it's only one so yeah so it's like we're almost at the point where we're less than two weeks away from having to decide if you're going to take which one and you haven't even told people how they can possibly exempt be exempt in if they are and most likely my mom said the Vatican said yesterday or maybe the day before that Catholics, like there's no religious exemption for Catholics. Wow. So if the Vatican said that, that means there's no, you can't use that anywhere. You can't. So they're, I don't know if they were, I'm not Catholic. So I don't know if they were leaning on that, but if they out there saying that, then, you know, no agency is going to be able to accept that as a, a reason. Like I'm, I'm Catholic right. or Baptist. Like I, I assume that would be the case. However, what I wanted to know is if these people are exempt because of religious reasons and health reasons, will the job just kind of create something so they no longer work there if they don't have the vaccine, or can they not do that? I don't know. I don't see why they wouldn't um, allow them to work from home or go back to having mitigations that are more irritating, such as you have to wear double masks or you have to get wear your mask the whole time you're at work and you have to get COVID tested every week at your own expense. Um, I don't know what the exempt people would actually get because here we are, they haven't told us anything. Yeah. So we really don't know. Um, and now they're, I mean, who knows when that information will even become available. And I feel like it's going to come right before you have to make the the decision, decision. To, to take Pfizer the last day before you can take that one. And then if you miss that one, then you only have one choice. Now you don't even have a choice between all three vaccines or which one you want because they waited too long and now you only can take Moderna or Johnson Johnson. You may not even want to take those, but. I wonder if the short notice is because they're trying to like make you take it. Like it's already mandatory, but it's like, okay, I gave you short notice, it's due by this time, you got to take it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure the whole reason you're being slow is they don't want to give exemptions. They don't want to even go down that road, but they can't just say it's mandatory, everybody mm-hmm. has to have it. So let's just say, well, we have exemptions and we'll get them to them when we get them to them. And then, oh yeah, by the way, these people are going to be the ones that are going to have to review them and determine whether or not you apply it applies to you or not and then that could even be a whole be too situation because it's too so, late and now you you don't get exempt i put baptist baptist aren't exempt from this honey and now i don't lost my job because i'm out of the mandatory vaccine mm-hmm. window mm-hmm. wow yeah wow. so it's a lot i don't i mean i can't see them truly 
letting go that many people because I know there's a fair amount of people who don't want to get it there might be some strikes there might be um some work not getting done um I just but I just can't see them truly just like okay on this day if you don't have it don't come to work and think that everything's going to run normal and that's for Mm -hmm. private sector or for federal like I just don't there's already a a shortage in people wanting to work so the people who want to go to work well don't even want to but the people that do go to work you can (laughs) tell them now they can't come to work because they didn't get they didn't get the jab so I don't know it's a lot it's a lot I'm trying to follow it to see what's going on like I'm, I'm watching the press I'm listening to what comes up on my phone um on my podcast but it's just crazy it really it really is and I think the part that makes it the craziest is that first there was a choice and now there's no choice and I don't think that adults should ever be like limited it's just it's scary to me because this is just one thing that you're telling me I have to get Mm -hmm. as an adult who should have freedom of choice because I live in America but Mm -hmm. Now, what's what's next? Mm-hmm. That's that's my only concern. What's next? Yep. Next thing you know, you're going to be like China. You can only have two babies, three babies. Um, you can only, you know what I'm saying, buy one car. Everybody can have to turn in their other car because you're mandatory only one car because we're trying to make sure the world doesn't blow up because of global warming. And, you know, they're going to, you can, no meat is being sold ever again. Everybody has to be a vegetarian because of global warming. Like, you know, they're going to try to control everything. So. Yep. who knows who knows you it's not your body anymore it's the government's <sighs> don't want to think about it but yeah so you guys let us know what are your thoughts on the whole covid mandatory vaccinations that are happening across the country um for employees both public and private sector what are your thoughts are yes. you upset do you agree with the government do you believe in my body my choice do you think that there should be a a happy medium do you see these people out here and part of it I'm watching these football games I love me some football these people aren't wearing masks in the stands and I cannot because it just hurts my heart I'm like look somebody out of all thousand 20 30,000 people in here Mm -hmm. somebody got COVID at least one person so everybody around him ha ha kicking and and yelling and cough like now you done gave it to this person gonna give it to this person that's all I think about when I watch these football games that's all I think about because people are just not being careful no and vaccine or no vaccine you can still get COVID so I don't know if they're like oh we got our shot so we're going to the football game we'll be fine I think a lot of people think they're immune because they have their shot and that's just not the case you You might have a yeah you might not have as rough symptoms but you can still get it. So still wear your mask until it's completely like gone, which probably won't be ever, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like the flu. It's, 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 it's around, but you can, you know, live. That's what's important. Right. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to us talk about work <laughs> yes. on a podcast. We started talking about the work not a relationship, but the misunderstanding ship between <laughs> the coworker and uh, the boyfriend of the coworker. And yeah, so John, again, thank you for sending yeah. that in. Then we moved on to Ebony's issue with the I gentleman. I will call him a stalker, yeah. With the gentleman who mm-hmm. just has not given up. 
and he's still around, but she's not mixing business with pleasure, especially if you're not cute. Uh, (laughs) And then we talked about teleworking, working from home, burnout, being a supervisor, learning your people, all the way down to COVID and how these nurses and doctors are, were once the saviors of American, Americans are now being looked at as the problem because they're not willing to just hand their body over to the jab. I don't know. It's a lot going on. That's what they call it on TV now. So I'm like, okay, if that's the slang we use, then I'm gonna go ahead and use it too. I don't think I've ever said that I've, I've had a, the, at least the first vaccine. I'm going for the second one on Friday. I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast because I'm like, it's my body, it's my choice. Don't even ask. But however, the lady, when I went, she had the, the needle like this and she had it like about to do this to my arm. And I was like, hold up. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if she was just holding it that way. And a million thoughts went off in my mind. I'm like, I'm black. I'm a woman. They don't think I feel pain. And mm-hmm. so I'm like trying to tell her like, hold on, like, I'm a little nervous and she was like no it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay but all I can see is this thing in her hand like this right and so she finally gives me the shot and it does not hurt that bad and I was like oh okay it wasn't that bad she was like I told you it wasn't I'm like like you can't hold the the yeah, needle like, like that not like you right. really about to jab something correct <laughs> that just made me think of that I'm like Whoa. the jab but yeah so I don't know y'all Y'all let us know what y'all thought about this episode. And also, I know we've said this before, but let us know what you want to hear us um, talk about. Like, what topics do you want us to hear? What guests do you want us to bring in or bring back? Um, We're we're here for you. We know you're listening. We appreciate you listening when you do. Thank you. Thank you if you've made it all the way to the end of this episode and you did not click off, turn us off change the station look on a different youtube page like you're still here thank you but we (laughs) want to make sure that we're giving you stuff that you want to hear and that you're not just listening to us just to pass time we want to be engaging we want to be funny we want to be serious we want to be everything that you need us to be so hit us up below on youtube right now in the comments um let us know what you want to hear us talk about and we'll definitely work on making that happen Yes, and if you guys would be so kind to, if you are listening to us on a platform on Apple Podcasts, Google Plus, uh, Anchor, if you can look below, subscribe at the top, and then look below and give us a rating. We prefer five stars, little comments, and that'll be very helpful to us. And um, if you have any questions, you want to send us an email you can send us an email at therealplaypodcast.com you also can dm us on instagram at the, the real play podcast at gmail.com what i said just com. oh <laughs> and <laughs> um you also can dm us at the real play podcast on instagram and then you can also dm us separately or follow us on social media if you would like to and i'm at ebony d johnson and I am at Raven with two ends, Raven with love. And I just thought about something when you were saying follow us. I have like almost a hundred follow requests, but almost all of them right now have recently just started popping up are from like the Bitcoin people or, you know, selling this and selling. I'm like, 
No. I look and then I, I un- unfollow. Don't follow me. I just, I let them sit there. I'm like, let me see. Oh, their page is open. Oh, she's talking about money. Oh, I see a water money on his. No. Bitcoin. No, not doing it. Mm-mm. Current uh, cryptocurrency. Like every time, if I see any of that, it's just going to stay there. Like, cause you can't, oh, can't send another my, request. I got, this is, this is, I'm going to talk really fast about this, but I was on, I had somebody follow me on LinkedIn and they sent me a message. It was like, this is new now. Hey, Ebony, uh, we, I am blah, blah, blah. And I do blah, blah, blah. And we look for people like you who might be interested. And so she gives this description of this product. Mm-hmm. And so, and she was black. And so that's the only reason why I wrote her back. And I'm like, Hey, I'm not even the person that you're looking to talk to. I don't make those type of decisions in my job. And then she wrote me back and was like, Hey, but you can, you can use this for personal use. I never wrote her back. And I'm like, girl, I'm like, yeah, y'all finding ways. Like, first of all, I expected on Instagram, maybe even Facebook, but you didn't came to LinkedIn. Good God. Yes, they trying. They trying to hustle. <laughs> I can't knock the hustle. Like I can't knock it. But what you're not going to do is be on my page, get on my nerves. So you're Correct. not going to get accepted. But if you're a real person and you want to follow me, I have no problem with that. Send the request. I will accept most of the time. If this is unreal. Yes. If you're a real person, don't come at me looking fake phony and yeah you're not gonna do that so anyways (laughs) thank you people thank you listeners we appreciate you and i guess we'll be back next week with some more right yeah all right guys bye bye thank you for listening don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms at the real play podcast We would love to hear from you, so leave us a comment, DM, or voice note. And don't forget to come hang out with us on our next episode.